Welcome. Glad you're here today. This is Susan Trumpler from Unstoppable Women in Business, and you're listening to episode 53. And today's topic is about the five most common mistakes on your sales page. This show was originally aired as a LinkedIn live show and does live in LinkedIn on my personal profile page, which is under Susan Trumpler. And it also is in video format on my YouTube channel, which is Unstoppable Women in Business. So you could visit either of those sites if you prefer to watch on video. But I know that people enjoy the opportunity to listen on the go, and that's why I really wanted to be able to make this available to my podcast listeners, because the topic is so important. I know you're going to find it interesting, enjoyable, eye-opening, lots of phrases you might use for it, but I know you won't find it boring. So after you've had a chance to listen to the show, let me know your thoughts and any questions you have or anything I can do to support you. Enjoy the show. I'll talk to you later. Hi there, and welcome. (laughs) This is Susan Trumpler, and I want to welcome you to Grow Your Business with Relationship-Focused Funnels. This is a LinkedIn Live show that's sponsored by Unstoppable Women in Business, and I'm so glad you're here today. All right, I'm going to start out right here, and this is why I'm kind of laughing to myself. Um, I want to start out by saying, if you're somebody who's into details, you may have noticed that I actually changed the name of this show. I think you'll find the backstory kind of amusing and I'm curious about your opinion on it, all right? So I was going, um, all right, I've been, I've named this show Women Running Funnels because I think that's a great name. I, as a business coach and a sales coach, just totally believe in funnels. I think it's a process, it's a sales process that works, it's efficient, and it really nurtures relationships from the point where you bring people into your you know, your universe and all the way through to when they want to become a client with you, right? So I think funnels are essential in scaling your business, but I was getting some like funky mm, feelings about when I talked about the show, women were not overly enthusiastic and women entrepreneurs, they're my, they're my people. So I'm like, what's going on here? So I was in a, I was in a um, networking group this, this week and talking to some people and I just threw it out there. I'm like, tell me what you think about the name of the show, Women Running Funnels. And wow, <laughs> did I get an earful. I had no idea, guys. I had no idea that funnel was an F word that women do not care to use. <laughs> Here's the feedback that I got. I heard the words, ooh, funnel, the word funnel makes me think of pushy and salesy. I also heard the words funnel reminds me of bro culture, right? Like the Russell Brunson kind of, what's wrong funnel? (laughs) Then I also heard that it's overwhelming and that even just the thought of running a funnel um, made people feel like ugh, too much work it just I don't even want to approach it and every one of those comments just made me it just made me sad because I don't think you can have that perspective about funnels and really scale your business right so um call them what you will I, I, tr- I changed the name of the show because I do want to be able to attract people. I don't want them to be repelled from the show, but I couldn't take the word funnel out of it. So I changed the, the name of the show to Grow Your Business 
with relationship focused funnels because if you know me you know that that is what I am about I am really all about how can you grow a relationship how do you take somebody from not knowing you and move them through their buyers journey so that they can trust you and really want to do business with you there is nothing pushy or salesy about it so I had to keep the name funnel in in the title and I, I don't know if that's my stubborn Italian um, heritage that's gonna kick me in the butt or if it's really like the good thing to do I would love to know what your thoughts are if you're watching this live stream or even if it's over and you just want to drop me a DM or a comment I would love to know what your thoughts are about funnels do you run them um, do you avoid them? Where are you? Anyway, next week we're going to actually have a guest that is going to be someone who is going to talk with us about a recent launch that she just had. And she's going to share with us the good, the bad, and the ugly of her launch and some really cool things that she learned from the process of going through that. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. And today we've got an awesome show that is focused on one of the key elements of any funnel <laughs> it's the sales page yes ma'am so the purpose of this show is to answer one question for you how do you develop a sales page that not only captures people's attention but moves them into action so you can convert a looker into a buyer yep that's the question for today and I thought it would be fun to talk about how to create a great sales page from the lens of what are the five most common mistakes that I see on sales pages the kind that kind of block them from being as effective as they should be because face it you guys you put a lot of creativity and work in order to get eyeballs on your sales page. So you do not want to have people abandon it in 30 seconds or less. Because here's the fact, and it's something that you really have to consider. A really well-designed sales page has a conversion rate of approximately 10%. Okay, now what that means is that one out of 10 people whose eyeballs land page will actually take action and move forward with you now they might click on the on the action button the call to action button but moving forward means that they actually commit they don't just go there to look at it they actually commit to moving forward either buying a program giving you their email address for downloading um, you know an, uh, an if a lead magnet anything that it might be so one in ten visitors now that's if your page is developed in a solid way and I want you to be able to beat that average I really want you um, I want you to, to listen today to the tips that I share with you and not only just listen but I really want you to, to kind of take action in a way that at least considers where you can up your game on your sales pages so what I want you to do is grab a pen and a paper or your favorite tablet whatever it is to take notes but open up a sales page that you may have used recently and as I go through these five common mistakes why don't you do a little bit of an audit and see if any one of these mistakes are things that you've been 
you know, kind of guilty of in the past and then make a plan. Like, how can you, how can you put these into action? Okay. So that's where we're headed. And before we get started, I do want to just set a little bit of context to what I mean by sales page. Okay. In regards to this conversation, because the sales page typically is something that will you know, invite someone into either a program or into something that you want them to purchase from you. But when someone clicks on that link, let's just say that any page that you're urging people to come one step closer to you to get to know you more and to get to know your business more could be considered a sales page. So when you think when you hear me talking about sales pages today, I want you to think about the kind that are inviting people into an event or inviting someone into purchasing a program. But even even your opt-in pages where you're inviting someone to give you their email address for a lead magnet because all of these pages should have the same exact elements that I'm talking about today or, or in essence, watching out for the mistakes that I'm talking about today and be able to help you move forward in whatever conversion you're looking for. Okay, so when it comes right down to it, the purpose of any page is to influence somebody to take action on something that will drive the relationship to the next step. All right, so to keep this organized, this is how we're going to move into this conversation. I believe that there are three pillars when you're developing a sales page, there's three pillars of things that you have to think about. Um, the first one is technology like what is going to be the platform that's serving up your sales page and and in some cases this can cause problems in your conversions so we'll talk a little just a little bit about technology i'm not gonna i don't have my propeller on today so i won't be twirling that around and getting too deep but i just want i want you to consider a couple things that could be impacting the effectiveness of your sales page when it comes to technology the second thing or the second category is the bigger one that's the content that is the words that you put on the page, the message that you're conveying, um, how you're communicating and connecting with your person in a way that will draw them into the story and have them continue to stay on your page and hopefully take action. All right. Now, the third element I'm going to touch on again is brief is the actual design because people buy with their eyes and being able to design it in a way that is appealing and not um, avoiding mistakes that detract from the clean um, look that you want for your actual page. Okay, so we're going to take it in those three categories. We're going to I'm just going to share a few mistakes that I've seen across the way. And hopefully this will be something that you'll find useful for you right away. Okay, so let's start first with technology. All right. <sighs> Disclaimer, right? And this is not something you're not aware of. In this day and age, people have the attention span of a gnat. They literally, if they aren't served up a page almost instantaneously, you literally are going to lose them. Like here's a here's a, a stat for you on this one. Page load time. For every second that a page load is delayed, you will have a 5% drop off rate for every second that they have to wait to see the page. So click on the link, waiting, waiting, gone, <laughs> right? The page has to be loaded fast and that means you have to have your technology really buttoned up tight. There are 
There are different reasons why your, your page loads are slow. You can work with the technology specialists. A lot of them have to do with the type of site you're using, different plugins that you have active. Um, there's just a lot of different reasons that I won't go into any of that today, but I do think it's something that you need to test and you need to make absolutely certain. And here's one spot that is if you are someone who is running Facebook ads, Google ads, anything like that, cold traffic will not wait to see your page. All right. So if you are paying money to bring people to a page and the load time is slow, man, you're just flushing that money down the drain. So be careful about um, your site and the health of your site. Okay. Second thing about technology is, and this just drives me batty, is people who create sales pages and they are not optimized for mobile devices. This is another statistic. You can go to the metrics on your site and see how many people are actually um, hitting your page from either a mobile device or something other than a desktop, right? And you will be surprised at the percentage. It's usually a majority of people that hit um, sales pages from mobile devices because, you know, you're out and about, you're having, uh, coffee, you're in line at, at Starbucks for coffee or such, and you're checking your mail. You know, you're driving down the road. Unfortunately, you're at a signal, so you fill up your mail. <laughs> Not that I would ever do that. But mobile devices are the primary way into a sales page. And if you don't optimize it and check this before you publish your sales page, it's going to look wonky, <laughs> if that's even a word. And it's also going to look out of order. The story will not flow. Fonts will be, the fonts might be too, too large or too small. The images, an, a left and a right image block will turn into an up and a down. And if you're trying to tell a story, which is really what a sales page is all about, that story is going to get jumbled up and it's not going to make sense to your people. So make absolutely certain that you, before publishing your website or your sales page, that you're checking it and, and what it looks. And most, most page development apps have a opportunity to be able to take a look at it, thank God, in, mul in mobile and, and check and make sure that there's no tweaks that, that need to be done. Okay, so those are just two really quick things that you can do very easily in order to increase uh, the optimization and the conversion rates of your sales page. All right, let's move on to content because this is the Mac Daddy, guys. The words you put on your sales page will make or break the, the conversion rate. So somebody gets there because technology is good. They get to the page. You literally have seconds. Again, you have seconds to capture their attention and speak directly to them. All right. It's the content. And the most important part of your content is what I call the most important real estate that's above the fold. That's the top half, the hero banner, whatever you want to call it, but the top of your sales page. And I see this mistake. I'm not kidding you over and over and over again. Has anyone ever created a sales page where they're having an event? Let's let's use this as an example. They're having you're having an event. You're excited about this event. Let's say it's a five day challenge and right up at the top of the page, it's join the five day challenge, whatever you decide to call it, whatever you've branded it. Join the, the with so-and-so. You're gonna, it's gonna be awesome. It's on this date at this time. Uh, click here and join now. I'm like, no, who 
is that about? It's about you. It's about your business. It's about your program. It's about what you're doing. And I'm telling you, there's a certain number of people who will click on the page because they, they've heard about the program and want to see that. But there's a good number of people that you're trying to promote this event to. And unless they know why they need to read this page, they will not. They, you're talking about yourself instead of them. They're going to shut down, bail out. The number one thing that you can do to make your web, your sales page more effective is use the top real estate, the hero's banner, to talk about the transformation that someone is going to go through if they join your program, if they buy your solution. I like to call it the transformational journey, right? So if you think about it, we as humans all want to evolve. We do. Uh, it's, it's about survival. If you, if you don't get stronger, faster, better, um, you're going to get left behind, right? That's what our primitive brain is telling us, our subconscious. So at the heart of who we are as people, we do want to evolve. And so if I open up a sales page and I, I see something that tells me how I will evolve, what is the transformation that's going to happen for me? Become the kind of woman who will do this. Join my program. Get this type of a result. Get this kind of an outcome. Join this five-day challenge. The top, the very beginning of the sales page, literally, needs to be about who they are becoming and what it is that they're going to get. Donald Miller, who is a mentor of mine, um, StoryBrand, if you haven't read StoryBrand or seen anything from Donald Miller, you really should check him out. He's brilliant when it comes to sales and marketing messaging. But he has something that he calls the grunt test. And I know it sounds kind of um, weird, but he says that your sales page needs to pass a grunt test, literally, as if, I hope this doesn't sound disparaging the way I'm saying it, as if a caveman were landing on it and could only see it for a few minutes. And the only reason I say caveman, it's like somebody who's who doesn't have to think too much, doesn't have to process um, or be emotionally intelligent, but they can just see this page. And within just a few seconds, they have the answer to these three questions. What are you offering? How will it make my life better? And how do I buy it? We're going to talk about that one in just a minute. But you have to make it very simple and clear, inspirational. Um, there's just, if you spend 75% of your time on the first half of developing your sales page, everything else will flow from there. It's, it's literally the place that just needs the most attention. The more clear and compelling the top half of your page is, the longer that people will stay and read on. Okay, all right, so let's move on to the next mistake that I see happen quite often. And I can't emphasize this enough. You have to be very specific in the language that you use throughout the page, in how you describe the problem and how they are experiencing it, and also how your solution uniquely solves that problem. Okay, now I just said a lot there, and I'm not kidding you. This is, if I had to say, the top half of the page is important, you know, the, the grunt test, 
number one on the list of things you've got to pay attention to. Number two is right here. When I work with women on developing the languaging for their sales page, their messaging, the thing that we spend so much time on is getting into the heads of their ideal client, not communicating from your perspective, but communicating from their perspective. And here's what I mean by that. I think we have, the longer you're in business especially, you have this thing called the curse of knowledge. You know too much about your business. You've started to get this lingo around how you talk about your business. And it can get a little bit flowery, especially if you're if you're someone in a services industry like coaching or consulting. I've seen it happen so many times where you drop, you drop phrases that are very consistent with how you talk amongst each other. Like coaches are always talking about, I was holding space for this person, or you know, that this you really trying to get so much more ease and flow into your life, right? And and that's all good. And there's a time and a place where you will use those words. But on a sales page, for someone who doesn't understand what you do, what you're offering, and the transformation they're going to make, if you use words that are uh, very industry specific, you're gonna lose them. So here's the question I always ask my people. If you think about your person lying in bed at night, <laughs> <laughs> and it's three o'clock in the morning and they cannot sleep. What are the words that are going through their mind about their problem? What are they saying? I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. Something needs to change about this, right? And the more you can reflect the words that are in the mind, running through the mind constantly, of your person who has a, an issue that they just can't take anymore, the more you can translate those onto your sales page as part of the problem you're talking about, I'm not kidding you, the closer you will draw someone to you, they will they will say, she, she gets me, she understands me. And that is magic. It is not manipulation. I don't care what anyone says. Um, because a lot of times I hear people say, oh, you're just trying to, you know, exploit someone by, by using their words or, you know, um, using that type of um, science in a sales message. And to that I say, hooey. <laughs> I don't buy it at all. Here's the thing. If I was sitting across from a kindergartner today, and I wanted to communicate with that person, that little person, right? Would I use college language? Would I use phrases that I learned in business school? Hell no. I have to talk to people in a way that they can relate to what I'm saying. And when I say that sometimes your messaging is unclear, that is what I'm talking about. You're talking in a language that just doesn't match the language that your people uh, use on an everyday basis, okay? But at the same time, you do have to be inspiring. So you have to really help them see the possibilities of where they can be if they were to work with you, buy your product, buy your program, whatever it is that you're helping, hoping that they will take action on. You've got to be inspirational because again, it's got to be concrete. What will change for them? And I'm sorry, phrases like, discover the inner you. If you join my program, you're going to discover the inner you. What the heck does that mean to somebody? 
You've got to be inspirational, but you've got to also be concrete in how you share the story around the possibilities. All right, so let's sum this piece up. Avoid internal jargon. Be clear. Use words that the clients themselves would use and don't fall into that curse of knowledge. And then also avoid. Here's, here's another thing about content. Avoid long paragraphs or run-on sentences. Oh gosh, some spam sale pages I see. Um, I just am like, are, you think somebody's gonna read this? Again, attention span of a gnat. You've gotta keep it short and punchy. Bullet, bullet points are your best friend on sales pages. Brief, the eye can't, and we'll talk about this in design, the eye cannot absorb as much information as you feel like you need to put on that page. So you've got to be extraordinarily creative in how you're able to um, communicate in a way that is gets the point across, but doesn't go on and on forever and ever. <laughs> no, this is easy, really, no problem. All right, let's talk about the next section that I see in regards to content. And what I'd like to, to think about here is I'm gonna go back to the point I was making earlier, that people want to transform. They do, they have a natural de desire to transform, to grow, to get better. But as humans, we are also um, averse to risk. We're afraid or for fe in fear of doing something that will make us look bad, that will get us, you know, a bad reputation, that will be a considered a failure, right? So there's this yin and the yang of transformation. I want it, but I'm scared. Oh, am I sure this person is the person I trust to transform with? That's the thing that's going through your buyer's mind whenever, you know, whenever that you are um, communicating to them. So you've got to help them see, and here's the, here's the important point, you have to help them see that the transformation that you, that you are offering is something that you're gonna do the heavy lifting on. Hear me out, I know they've gotta do their work, but I want it to look like it's a very easy process that you're gonna guide them through a system. You are the guide that will take them across that line and you've got it covered. They're safe with you. And nothing makes somebody feel more safe than having a plan, all right? I like to call it um, a three-step plan. You can add a fourth step to it. Please do not go beyond the four steps because people can't handle more than that. They don't, again, they will feel overwhelmed. So give them a three-step plan, all right? and. As you're moving through the sales page and you're now saying, okay, now here's here's the problem that I understand you have. Here's you know what good looks like and the possibilities for you. And you're at the point now where you can say, and here's how you can get there. The very first thing you're going to do is meet with me so we can really understand how I can help you and create a customized plan for you. The second step is we then get together on a basis and we do And then the third thing is you start to see the transformation immediately. You will notice this as changing. The third step should always be how they are now moving towards that transformation, how they are starting to experience. And it's so easy, right? You get it? Now we know there's more to it than that. Don't get hung up on that. What I want you to think about here 
is in order for someone to come to you, to click that buy button, to click the call to action button, they have to see that plan and say, I could do that. I could do that. And I trust this person that they will be able to guide me through that. Okay, so consider adding a three-step plan. I can tell you right now, you probably don't have one on your last sales page and it makes a difference because most people do not do not go forward with you because they are afraid of change. That is, people will use time and money as a objection. And I'm telling you right now, those are smokescreen objections. The real objection is they're afraid of change. Okay, so that's the three-step plan. The last thing within content is shame on you if your call to actions are weak or worse yet, non-existent. Ike, I'm telling you, the whole reason you have a sales page is to move someone forward. You need to have a very clear call to action and there's a way that you can do it on the page so that it helps people recognize where your call to actions are and and make it easy for them to get there and more likely for them to press them. So here's the thing that I here's the thing that I think is so interesting that people don't I think don't understand is that people do want to buy things from you. They want to buy things that will make their lives better. So they are on your page, hello, because they want to buy something. They do want to buy your offer. It's yours to lose. So if you're not doing the things that I've talked about already and then offering them a call to action that's solid and strong, none of this, hey, if you think this is something you might like, why don't you just click that button and write no. Be directive. This is the thing that you need to blank. Problem solved, right? Click this button now. Take action here. And the more you have consistency in your call to actions on your sales page, so there should be a call to action button at the end of each section. They all should be the same color and they should be a color that you haven't used anywhere else on your sales page because you want that call to action button to stick out. You want it to be something that is right there for you. And um, train the eye of your participant or your your buyer to um, be looking for that, that next call to action button so that they can move forward. Okay, so weaker absent calls to action is another one that from a content standpoint is deadly. How are you doing? Are you checking your page? Are you finding any of these things? I'll tell you what, I can't wait to hear from you. Please let me know if anything is resonating around either the technology or the content because I, I just feel like there are things I see all the time as a sales coach that works with people on pages. So I can only imagine that somebody who's watching this video is going, though, <laughs> okay, I'm going to make that change right away. All right, so let's move on to the very last section that I promised you, and that's design aspects. Now, I am not a graphic designer. As a matter of fact, I'm not really very good at it, and I rely on uh, graphic designers to help me with my images. I've had some of them say to me, step away from Canva, Susan, step away from Canva. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm not necessarily the person to give um, advice on graphic design or the aspects, but there are a couple things that are easy, um, easy tweaks that you can make even if you're not a professional. So I mentioned before, people buy first with their eyes and then they read. Okay, so when someone opens up your page, 
does your page appeal aesthetically to them? And a lot of that has to do with elements um, of the page, images that you're using. Stock photos right now are kind of passe, you know, clip art passe. You've got to be clean. The more you can use your image in a page and images that are of live things that you've done or groups that you've been with, the better off you're going to be as far as connecting and relating with people. So try to make sure that the images you're using are really um, on par with what you see out there as industry standards now. Keep it clean. A lot of white space. Um, one trick that I've seen that I think works really well, and it has to do with the movement of people's eyes, keep your content tight um, towards the center. Don't have the content running all the way out to the edges because if people have to move their eyes or, or look across such a wide span of space, um, they tend to get overwhelmed and will, again, drop off before you know it. Uh, it goes along with the, the optimization of mobile as well. Keep things tight and in the center. And the last thing I have to say about um, design is be consistent with your brand. If you haven't gone and worked with someone to create a mood narrative, for your brand, which is the colors, the font, the feeling that you want to convey with your brand, that's really a great investment. And when you create sales pages, you you want people to open it up and go, oh, that's so-and-so's. I, I recognize it because it's the colors, it's the feeling. The brand is really evident within your sales page. So um, those are just a few things about the design aspect. As I mentioned, we, we covered today technology, content, and design. Heavy on the content because that is really the meat of your sales page. And I just, I wanna mention to you that, first of all, if you hung with me to the end, I wanna congratulate you because <laughs> this is not easy stuff, but it really is important. Um, I think creating a sales page with a high conversion rate is probably one of the most important and satisfying things that you can do because in your heart, you know that the people you want to serve most get you. You want to know that they really get you, that they understand the value you offer, and they're willing to trust you to solve their problem. Now, one thing that I haven't talked about today is at some point you may hire a copywriter or you may have works with you on sales pages. But here's the thing that I just want to say about that. I love copywriters and I've worked with them and they're amazingly talented people. But only you know your voice. Only you know how you will say things so that it sounds authentic. So if you're working with a copywriter, these are still things that you need to be aware of because you cannot abdicate the task to someone else. You can collaborate with someone and making sure that your voice comes through and that everything that you want to be communicated is there. But sales and marketing messages are just so important to your overarching business. A lot of the things we talked about today for the sales page are actually tips, especially when it comes to content, are tips that you can take forward and use in other types of content, like email copy, you know, writing email campaigns, and webinar scripts or videos, right? So the universal laws that I shared with you around the sales page content does definitely apply as well to other types of content that you're creating on a regular basis. 
with or without a copywriter. All right, so get good at it. Now, if you are interested in getting a little bit better, a little bit better at creating a great sales message, I've got a nice freebie I'd love to share with you. It is called Creating Compelling Content, and it's a six-step magic formula. I actually used a, quite a bit of it today as we were talking and in, in sharing with you different parts of your messaging. But if you download this, it's a little video that'll kind of, in a workbook, it, 15 minutes of time, it gives you a great framework repeatable framework that you can use to create a kick butt message okay that you can use throughout your sales page and any other content all you have to do is hit up the uwib.info backslash formula link it's on the on the screen there to uh to show you where to go and download that free resource and i'm not kidding you i've gotten amazing feedback people are like blown away by using this framework they, they're saying they just never knew what it was like to pull out a piece of paper and not have to start with a blank sheet and reinvent the wheel okay so that's everything i apologize this ran a little bit long today i hope this was useful and you enjoyed it if you um if you're so moved to connect with me and let me know what your thoughts are not only about what i shared with you around creating sales pages but especially what i shared with you regarding the word funnel and your thoughts about funnels. I would really appreciate feedback. So until we meet again next week, we're gonna have a great guest next week that's gonna share with us her experience running a launch, what went well, where she had some challenges and what she learned from it. It's gonna be a fun conversation. I hope to see you there next week. Until then, take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.